Yo, what's going on, everybody? My name is Timothy Cato III, and this is yet another episode of I Got More to Say. Man, peace, love, and blessings to everybody out there. I hope that everybody's first, I mean, excuse me, everybody's month of January um, has been restful, relaxing, and just overall um, blessed as we welcome into the new year. I hope everybody's staying warm out there because up here in upstate New York, where I live at, it is fucking cold but nah y'all um glad to have y'all back um i had a couple topics and a couple things that i want to talk about this week uh some good some some good some some things could be changed and improved but you know we'll get into that but definitely as i said before many love blessings to everybody man y'all just jumping straight in so oh actually time out let me introduce this so this is the new format for um i got more to say this is one of the new formats essentially this is going to be the solo show i recognize that i got more to say didn't necessarily have i wasn't the face of it it would just be me doing interviews but a lot of times it wouldn't share my opinions i felt like you know if you were to go on the i got more to say page you wouldn't even necessarily know who ran you know that I'm a guy who's doing interviews, but you wouldn't necessarily know about me, my position, who I am, where I'm from, what is it that I do, and why do I feel like I have any credibility to talk about music. So I guess for right now, I never ever actually did this formally, so I introduced myself. As I said, you know, my name is Timothy Cato III. Most people call me Cato uh, III or just simply Cato. Uh, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia um, to a, well, at the time, my mother was, um, <laughs> my mom was, well, my mom a barber at the time. No, excuse me. My mom owned her own. Um, she owned her own hair salon. I'm the what is it? The son of a, at the time of a hair salon owner and um, what is it, a record store owner. Being my dad, Cato the Second. Shout out to Cato the Second. Um, ended up moving upstate to New York when I was about like four or five from Atlanta. Lived upstate till I was about twelve. Moved back down to. Um, I ain't gonna say Atlanta, but I'll say Georgia because I lived out in Carrollton. Lived out in Carrollton, Georgia, and then lived out in Cobb County, Georgia um, for about three or four years, I believe. Then when I was about 14, I moved back up north um, to upstate New York where I currently uh, reside. Um, like I say, I ended up, had a, you know, was a normal kid, like sports, you know what I'm saying? Like all the typical things, video games, Madden, 2K, even though I suck at both of them. Um, had an interest in sports, really loved sports, always had a knack for um, memorizing things regarding, you know, the music industry, excuse me, music industry or um, the sporting world. And, you know, originally I wanted to go in and I wanted to be on ESPN one day. Um, you know, passions change. I got to, you know, my undergrad and I just wasn't necessarily interested in the courses like that anymore. Um, I didn't necessarily want to really do sports. You know what I'm saying? You know, some passions change and uh, I can't tell, talk about my time. Oh, excuse me. When I say undergrad, I went to undergrad at, at SUNY Oswego. That is where I did my undergraduate degree. So. Um, shout out to Sweeks, you know what I'm saying? I'm definitely, excuse me, it's Oswego University now because we've got the university title. Um, shout out to Oswego, big love to all my Lakers out there, you know what I'm saying, both old and new, you know, and current. But um, yeah, I went to Oswego, got my degree in uh, broadcast communications, and, you know, I was very involved. I was an RA at one point, then I became a VCA. Um, Y'all probably don't know what that means, RA is resident assistant, and then I was a VCA. Uh, essentially, you know, there were like little townhouses on campus and uh, I was one of the RAs for the townhouses. So it was looked to as like a higher position. Um, excelled at that and, you know, had a really good career at SUNY Oswego. You know, I was, I don't, I don't really believe in popular in college. I think, you know, popular is more of a thing for, um, that's like middle school. <laughs> like, you know, in college, even, you know, you are who you are. Like, I don't think it's really necessarily a popularity contest. At least it wasn't for me. But anyways, you know, pretty well known, um, you know, very well respected. Um, 
I would say overall was fairly well liked. But as I said, when I got there, I ended up joining this organization called uh, DMA, the, D the Digital Music Association. And, you know, it was just so dope just to see everybody, you know, who were able to create music and, you know, tell you about the technical aspects of music. I wanted to just be a part of a music organization because, as I said, when I got to about sophomore, junior years, when I realized I really wanted to work in the music industry. And, you know, I walked in the DMA and, you know, that is really, you know, the group and the organization that really helped me find my passion for this music shit. Um, the mu now, when I say this music, I don't just mean the music. I mean the industry, the business, the culture, everything regarding, especially hip hop. Um, speed the story up. Like I said, I had a great career, SUNY Oswego. Eventually, I went on to, so excuse me, I was at SUNY Oswego. I did three and a half years there. I moved to Atlanta um, halfway through my senior year uh, to go out and go chase a dream. Uh, after, you know, of, of working in the music industry, Atlanta was a poppin' city. It was huge and, you know, hip hop music, which is, like I said, is my passion. And, um, you know, it, it lasted all but eight months. I was down there with my father, you know what I'm saying? Me and him had a disagreement. We didn't necessarily see eye to eye. I had to move back up to um, New York, uh, like I said, back up to upstate New York, broke as hell, had nothing, nothing at all. Dirt broke, penurious, destitute, uh, run amok, um, tight arsed, uh, niggardly, yeah. All the words that you could think for broke, and yes, niggardly does mean like very impoverished. Uh, I was that, you know? And, um, you know, it was a great time. It humbled me. You know, it definitely humbled me, you know, it helped me get myself together and it helped me, you know, grow me up a little bit. So, you know, I'm not ashamed to talk about it. Um, sitting up, I had um, this. I, I ain't going to talk about it because I'm technically I'm technically still employed by this company, but I was working in retail, um, you know, what I'm saying just getting like a little hourly wage, you know, staying at my mama crib, trying to figure some things out. But I um, realized that I really wanted to work in the music industry. I really wanted to give myself an opportunity to go out and go chase my dream. And then uh, while doing that, you know, I eventually was working part time in retail and then I eventually went on and I um, worked as a uh, what is it like? A, what, is, what do they call them people um, like the building director, like for like a college campus building uh, hall director? Thank you. Eventually, I went, became a hall director. And once I became a hall director, um, I was doing that and I was applying for uh, what is it? Grad school um, up at Syracuse University. I told myself, like, hey, look, like, you know, I wanted to go to Syracuse as an undergrad. They denied me. <laughs> um, you know, this is what I want more than anything. And I'm going to apply. I only applied to one grad school. I was like, if this don't work, I'm going to figure out another way. Applied to Syracuse University's grad school. Didn't really know quite what I was doing. And when I ended up going to grad school, I ended up applying for VPA. And I ended up getting into their audio arts program. And I focused specifically on music industry studies. And that's really when it dawned on me that I felt like I have a special talent for this. I know a lot about hip hop. I know a lot about music. I'm very passionate about it. I, have, I feel I have a natural talent. Some people would say I don't, but I feel like I do. So um, yeah, got the cues, did an album, Beautiful Days. Go stream that right now. Beautiful Days is by Franks. Um, like I said, I executive produced that album. Uh, clicked up with a lot of people from Syracuse and made an impact there and graduated and now here I am. Um, I started I Got More To Say while I was at Syracuse. Shout out to Sean Brannigan. Um, shout out to my audio arts cohort that was a part of VPA slash Newhouse. Shout out to VPA and Newhouse. Um, and now it's, you know, it, it led me to do this. Uh, Sean Brannigan is the person who pushed me to do podcasts and then told me that I just have a magic about myself and that I really need to put myself in front of a camera and talk about music or really anything that really interests me. So the music became a passion. I mean, as I said before, my dad owned two record, three record stores in Atlanta. Well, technically he had two up. He bought the 
building for a third, but you know, something ended up happening and he ended up having to sell some of his property. So, you know, topic for another day. But um, I really credit my father. You know, I grew up in a black household where, as you know, you know, Saturday morning when you heard Bacon popping and you heard Jill Scott or Mary J. Blige or some SWV, it was time to clean. You know, and my mother liked music. My grandmother liked music. She was big into Motown. My mom liked, you know, 80s, you know, disco and, you know, 90s R&B. And my mom even liked some 90s hip hop and even some current hip hop, you know, at the time when I was growing up. And then, you know, when I met my father, he introduced me to a lot of like, you know, the Southern rap. My mom taught me about L.A. and New York. My dad introduced me to, you know, 8-Ball MJG, you know, um, Juvenile, Cash Money, you know, uh, Slip and Slide, you know, Trick Daddy, Uncle Luke and all them, uh, Kilo Ali, uh, you know, Ghetto Mafia, uh, who else was popping? Outcast, you know, so. And, you know, really just kicking in with my pops, I just start researching the music thing and I just started paying attention and, you know, like I said, it, it led to this. But yeah, you guys, so this is I Got More To Say, and I Got More To Say is, you know, pretty self-explanatory. I come on here and I talk about different things that go on in the world of media, um, that go on in the world of black music and media. Um, generally, it's focused on hip-hop music and hip-hop culture. Um, I do group R&B and with hip-hop because, according to Nielsen SoundScan, when it comes to market share, they are um, intertwined together. And like I said, this is just my thoughts. I've been told that I'm entertaining. I've been told that I'm well-spoken. I've been told that I'm intelligent. I believe that. Some people may not, but, you know, um, everybody has a platform. And I created my own to be able to share my thoughts and my opinions. And this is what it's going to be. Um, I hope you guys enjoy my content. Uh, if you guys, whether you agree or disagree, I pray to God that, you know, you feel comfortable and, you know, have something to say. Like, I got more to say. I hope that you have something to say. You know, drop a comment. I'm always about learning new information. I'm always about seeing different perspectives. And I try to be as well-read and well-researched as possible because I believe I have a social responsibility. But um, today's episode is going to be fairly quick. Um, but I want to start off with something positive that I've seen this week. And something positive that I've seen this week was um, Key Glock's Let's Go video. Now, I know some of y'all, now, I don't know if y'all have seen it. The video is crazy. Some of y'all who probably have seen it be like, Kato, how was that video positive? I don't want to give out any spoilers because it just came out. But man, I just absolutely love the fact that Glock being a, like a trap rapper, like a street rapper or a hood rapper, whatever you, I don't even want to box him into any particular place. But the fact that Key Glock being a street rapper and doing a video that has a concept that fit his brand and, you know, just was interesting. And when I first seen it, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Like it had like like crashes and, and, and guns and everything. Like it was so action packed. It was like fresh out of a movie. It was so refreshing to see, like I said, uh, uh, like a like like a street artist do that because I tell y'all I'm sick of the these music videos by like I said these artists especially the street artists I'm sick of okay y'all let's go get a bunch of Maybachs and a bunch of Ferraris and a bunch of you know these um, six seven figure cars um, let's go pull up to you know what I'm saying a hood a project or you know what I'm saying some kind of you know an impoverished neighborhood and let's go post up with guns and jewelry like you know that's hip hop culture because a lot of majority of rappers come from backgrounds and of that as such but you know I've always said like videos need to start being more creative like I got sick of seeing Satan all the time I talked about this in last week's episode I got sick of seeing all the Satan imagery and as I said before as far as the street rappers like y'all get a little bit more creative and just to see Glock come in and like, you know, 
like I guess I don't want to ruin it for nobody, but like him and the girl who was starring in it, you know, because he made it like a like a like a like a short movie. He made the music video pretty much like a movie. Like it was like Black Bonnie and Clyde. Like he was like um like 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 a black like not a black but like Wesley Snipes. Like it was so dope to see that. Like like it was like. It had, a, it had a concept that fit his brand. Like, I've seen people in the comments talking about Glock Bond and, you know, uh, Glock Wick. And, you know, now, I mean, I don't know, Glock Snipes doesn't necessarily have the same ring to it. But fuck it. Add that in there. Like, the getaway car, like, looked like something straight out of Need for Speed. Like, it was, like, he was, it showed one, he was robbing a store in a Celine hoodie. <laughs> like, you know, like, the video was just overall just phenomenal. And shout out to Chris Villa for directing it. As I said before, like, you know, I said this a little while ago, the days of Benny Boom and, um, was it Benny Boom? I believe it was Benny Boom. But just the days of, like, you know, these high profile and, you know, these high grossing, excuse me, these high budget, like, music videos, I feel like we're just kind of dwindling. And just to see Galat come out with, you know, something so dope and so creative and so, um, and like I said, and just fit his brand and just be on par with him and for him to executive produce it and have a hand in it. I just think it was absolutely dope. And it's incredible that he's been able to carry on. Well, not only blaze his own path, but also, you know, honor and respect Flipper. I know um, Young Dolph is somewhere. Flipper is Young Dolph for those who may not know. I know Young Dolph is somewhere looking down like, damn, like, you know, man, shout out to Glock. I mean, more like really proud of Glock. So, man, as I said before, love to see the street rappers go and put some concepts and put some more effort into their videos enough with this like I said buying six-figure cars and pulling up to impoverished neighborhoods and project buildings like I love just the, I, man shout out to Glock overall shout out to Glock for going ahead and being different being creative and not necessarily you know not stepping out too much outside of what the, what his brand is but also adding some artistic ability into his um into his music video so man shout out to Glock um next up I seen this on my way here today and, you know, Drake essentially called most deaf a bohemian bucket. Um, so a little bit of background story. Most deaf was on a podcast. He was on or a show, a podcast, whatever you want to call it. Most deaf was on a podcast. And when asked about if he considered Drake pop, he says that, you know, a lot of Drake, he pretty much he pretty much alluded that Drake is pop. And he said that Drake's music, um, he alluded to it being shoppable. <laughs> um, and he said he alluded to it being like a store. He said there's so many products. So do with that what you will. Um, you guys can go find that video. I'm sure that if majority of people who probably watching this probably have seen that. Drake came back with a comment. So at first he came back with a video and it was Method Man talking about hip hop and hip hop culture. And Drake was just saying, man, let me be. Then he commented underneath um, some post. Um, and when it was speaking about the most deaf situation uh, in the comments, he put uh, Bohemian Bucket. So for those of you guys who are not aware, uh, bucket is uh, Toronto slang terminology for a drug addict, from what I've researched and from what I've been told. If I'm wrong, somebody please correct me. Um, I'm not going to get into it. Drake has the right to have his opinion. Most Def has the right to have his opinion. But I am sick and tired of this civil war in hip hop between the older, more mature generations of hip hop in the younger, you know, um, more, maybe more novice generation of hip hop. Like this has been going on for far too long. And this really almost only exclusively happens in hip hop. I feel, please correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I don't see Green Day saying, yeah. Um, or I don't, yeah, I don't see Green Day saying, yeah. Um, fuck Metallica. <laughs> like, I don't see uh, Panic at the Disco 
um, saying, yeah, fuck, um, is it Depeche or Depeche? Fuck Depeche Mode. That's a band for those of you guys who don't know. Like, I just don't see it. I, and th those are rock bands for those of y'all who may be unaware. I don't see Kirk Franklin um, talking about, man, fuck Mahalia Jackson. Like, <laughs> like, I just don't. And although Drake and most deaf men not necessarily said those words, I, I, I don't see Kenny Rogers and Garth Brooks. I don't see them getting bad mouthed or I don't see them bad mouthing uh, Luke Combs. Like, I am tired in, in hip hop like. We, hip hop had a 45 year struggle to being the alpha and the omega of the music business. Sure, there's questions if it's in a decline. You guys already know this whole hip hop is in a decline thing is complete BS and propaganda to me. But I'm just, we had a 45 year fight to make it to the pinnacle and the, and the, and the, and the pantheon of the music business. And now, uh, even still, it's like we're not united. And I, I, I'm just tired of this. I, like, cause Drake and Mos Def, I love them both as artists equally, but I'm, I'm sick of it. Like, and this has been going on for years. Like when Ice-T told Soulja Boy to go eat a dick back in 2006 and Soulja Boy was like 16, 17 years old. Like, I, I'm, I, I'm really sick of it. But I just want us to get to a point where if we don't necessarily like what happened in hip hop back in, when it first started or we don't like what's happening now, we can at least respect each other as artists, or even if we don't respect each other as artists, just the civil war that goes on within hip hop between the older, more mature generations and the younger generations. Like, I am tired of seeing it. Like, it's really getting old. It's really, and because, you know, Pimp C said this on a radio station, we too blessed to be going back and forth with each other. Too blessed to be arguing with, um, with each other. Too blessed to be at odds with one another. Like, y'all, wake up. Like, this culture, one of the few cultures that we can unequivocally call our own, we are busy beefing with one another in hip hop. And I guess to a certain extent, I get it. You know, where there is a genre of prideful men, or excuse me, where there is a, a, a culture or an art form or a group of prideful men, you know, who really, who I, well, I ain't gonna say, who majority, excuse me, where there is a, a genre or a group or a just different sides or just different prideful men in a genre that's competitive, you know, naturally there's gonna be disagreements, there's going to be, you know, people aren't necessarily gonna see eye to eye. But man, I am just getting tired of the, ba of, of the back and forth within hip hop. I'm, I'm just getting sick of seeing it all between the older and, and, and the new. Like I am tired of it. Like this shit is really getting stale and we need to come together as one culture. Like, at the end of the day, regardless if you like hip hop and what's going on today or not, this is a culture. This is one culture. Sure, it may have subgenres. You got boom bap, you got SoundCloud era, you got, you know, uh, trap, you got um, motherfucking um, alternative hip hop. There's so many different, you know, th there's so many different subgenres with within it, but, I want us to get to a point where we just respect and we just overall like like we just ha we just come to a to to a, like a an, we just come to a point where we could just be one. That's what I want for hip hop. I want us to come to a point where we could just be one. So uh, I, I just. Ugh.
I, I just hate seeing another story of this older rapper said this about this younger rapper, this younger rapper said this about this older rapper and vice versa, because it really doesn't necessarily really benefit anybody. But yes, I have the utmost respect for Yasin Bey and what he's done for hip hop. And I have nothing, I, I don't do nothing but salute him, but man, um, I'm tired of this. <laughs> oh God, I just want us to just appreciate this culture as a whole. If something trash, call it out, have an opinion. But damn, I'm tired of the back and forth. <laughs> I am tired. I see all the other genres embracing each other. You don't see Kirk Franklin talking about, yeah, to hell with Mahalia Jackson. And you don't see, <laughs> you know, Depeche, like I said, Depeche Mode or Depeche Mode um, talking shit about Green Day. You just don't see it. And I'll, on a side note, I want to see hip hop have more of a, I want to see it have more of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to see it have, um, Got him. This is my train of thought. Mm. Yeah, I, I completely lost my train of thought. But uh, anyways, you guys, um, that's all for today's episode. That's all I've seen really this week that really interests me. Um, as y'all know, be sure to keep it locked right here where we be having weekly um, different discussions and topics. If you guys like what I had to say or if you guys have any opinions, rather, you know, you guys agree with me or you guys disagree, let me know in the comments. I absolutely love engaging with y'all. Um, make sure you follow us on our Instagram. I got more to say ENT. Be sure to follow us on Excuse me. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram. I got more to say. ENT. Be sure to follow us on TikTok. I got more to say. So many new great ideas. So many new things that I really want to get rolled out. Um, and I appreciate if you guys came on and took this ride with me. But anyways, you guys, uh, my name is Kato. Um, and as always, I got more to say.